This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. You know what's cool about God is he gives us these amazing examples from his word as it relates to his heart for us, right? You know, things for us that he wants us to understand, things that he wants us to to glean from. And as these buckets are being passed, I want you to think about something. Remember when Jesus was... um, dialoguing with his disciples, right? And disciple simply means like a learner, someone who wants to grow in their knowledge and their understanding of who God is. That's actually what these Fridays are all about. We're going to come into places with the Lord in times of worship and times around his word, times around what he's wanting to speak to us to become more acquainted with who he is. So through the end of May, we're going to be here every Friday night. There'll be different people speaking, different people leading worship. I encourage you to to bring somebody. If you're like, hey, listen, have you ever thought about God? Has that ever come across your mind or your heart? Because if so, there's a really cool place on Friday nights where they're just taking a little time out after a really busy, crazy week. Anybody had a busy, crazy week? Coming here maybe a little tired tonight. And and just kind of, just kind of, just kind of, Focus on this one named Jesus and, and learn of him. And so these, these learners, they were seeing stuff going on around wherever Jesus went. Wherever he, wherever he went. It wasn't like, you, you got to understand, like back in the day with the Jewish people, the only place God was actually moving, or, or, or so as they knew it, was in some building. Was, it was this place called the temple, and inside of the temple there was this place called the Holy of Holies, and, and that's where the presence of God was, right? Or that's how they perceived it. That's how they knew it to be for, for generations from the time of Moses. And then now all of a sudden you've got this, could we call it, moving tabernacle named Jesus that isn't fixed in one central location or one place. He, he's constantly moving around, and wherever he goes, the presence of God follows him. The, you know, the, the, the atmosphere, as we sang tonight, is, is all of a sudden they thought to themselves changing now once again. As he opens up his mouth, as he begins to love on people. And so check, check this out. They're noticing this as... They're hanging out with Jesus for three years. So, you know, after a while, they start to, like, deduct, you know, things through common mental reasoning, which God has given us. Is anybody else, like, a deduction kind of person? You're like, well, listen, one plus one must equal two. So if that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and just start asking some questions. And, and, and so they realize that, man, this, is, this, this movement of God's activity now on the earth through the life of Jesus that's not fixed in a certain place, that's tied to this man, they begin to ask him, obviously there's some, something that you have going on with the Father, which is who we're going to talk about tonight, there's some relationship that you have with him, 
And so what we need you to do, Jesus, is we need you to teach us how to pray. Now, when I say that word, you know, being maybe people that that have been in church for a little while, we can just go all religious on that word. And let me just kind of break it down for you, make it like super simple. When they were asking him, teach us how to pray, pray simply is communion. It's a conversation. Teach us how to have a conversation like you do, a relationship with the Father, because there's something flowing out of your life that's not flowing out of ours. And you guys know the, the, the scriptures, if, if you've been around church any length of time, he answers their question by giving them an instruction, and he says, here's what you need to do. Ask the Father who is in heaven, this holy one. Holy simply means someone who is separated, you know, from all the chaos and the craziness and, and, and the brokenness and the culture of this world. He says, listen, ask the Father for his kingdom to come. And when he's talking about a kingdom, he's talking about a, a, a realm of authority. In fact, if you break the word down, it, it simply is two word, king and domain, or the, the dominion, or the rule, or the reign of this one, the father, his kingdom. He said, ask for it. Actually, if you look at the verb tense, it's not even a, it's not even a request. It's a command. Command for it to come. Here on the earth as it is in heaven. Now, when we think about heaven, because of what we've been taught in like Greek philosophical uh, nuance, we think it's this, this place where maybe there's like cherubim, angels, you know, that are the little fat angels. Maybe they're playing like a violin, you know, in that place. Maybe there's some, some big, you know, uh, cumulus nimbus clouds there that you can like like float on, you know, when you're just wanting to chill out throughout the day, and and you know maybe I don't know there's like like a cool river or something running through the clouds and and some I don't know some really like maybe candy like for me candy growing up out of the clouds that you can just go and pick and eat and then it automatically replaces itself, Right? I mean, just go ahead and make up whatever you think that heaven might be like. You know, if that's where you've been in that kind of a flow, you know, hey, the sky's the limit. But he's, he's, he's actually, I want you to just kind of go with me here for a minute. He's actually not even necessarily talking about like some other place. I don't, I don't understand the mystery of this, but there's, there, I don't actually think heaven is like another place necessarily in terms of like this far off, distant, like in another galaxy, you know, far, far away type of thing. I think it's just another dimension. It's another realm of existence. That's ve- the veil of, of heaven and the, 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 the goings on of earth is, 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 is very thin. 
I don't, I don't get this, but man, the Bible even talks about like saints of God that are, have gone before that somehow I don't understand, and there's a lot of silence on this, but it just shows me how thin the veil is, that they're peering into our lives and that they're able to see in some, some dimension where they're able to cheer us on like, hey guys, we've got a full scope of reality here. Oh, if you only knew, go, go, run, run, grab a hold of this thing. Get even hungrier to learn and to grow of this thing called the kingdom of God and then have understanding of who Father is, who the Son is, who Holy Spirit is. If you could just begin to grasp it, you would see great things begin to come through your life. Because I want to ask you a question. When we sing, Spirit of God, come fall on this place, is it like, like some like, Something like else, like some ethereal, I don't know, like wind or feeling or something coming from somewhere else and just coming on in the room? Is that what's going on? Or is maybe there's something on the inside of you that's starting to come out? When other people set an environment with their life. Because you see, that's, that's what happened with Jesus. He set an environment with his life that, that, that began to, 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 to got them, get them to go, what is going on here? Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to have a relationship, a conversation. So whatever is in you because of the relationship you have and intimacy with the Father and, and his realm of the kingdom of God, that he longs to see a command for it to come, we want to see that same thing come out of us. Because here's where I want to go tonight for the minutes that we have remaining. If you, if you remember... And I was just meditating on this. The biggest cry, ultimately, from the disciples to Jesus, in longing to know how he had this connection, is that they wanted to see the Father. They wanted to understand who he was. If if you were to compare it to modern day, you know, I think brokenness, like that we see all over permeating our culture and our world right now, basically they were the fatherless of that time period. I mean, these were rough fishermen. We don't, we don't have a whole lot of insight into their family story, into, into what was going on in their lives, but I guarantee that they were kind of just kind of self-made men. That just had it, you know, they were tough, rough fishermen that just kind of, you know, maybe were dealt a hard, hard blow in life. And they just kind of had to pull it up by the bootstraps and kind of make something happen. But they were, they were just kind of going about it on their own, really. And I think it's one of the reasons that they were so shocked when Jesus asked them to come and follow him. Because he was known as a rabbi, Right? And to be chosen by a rabbi, which is really a father figure in the villages of those days. What a great honor. Because honestly, they had been overlooked by all the other famous rabbis, right? And then Jesus, boom, comes out of nowhere and starts saying, hey, come and follow me. And I'll make you a fisher of men. I'll, I'll show you some other stuff that I have for your life. 
some kingdom stuff that you actually are going to carry on the inside that's going to begin to change this world. Listen, this is no fabricated fairy tale. These are 12 ordinary guys that were rough and tough guys that literally when they were released after the resurrection of Jesus and then ultimately his ascension unto the Father again, they were released onto the world and they changed the known world with their presence. It wasn't some, oh, let's have this river come from heaven. No, it was them stepping into spaces with their life because they carried what Jesus once carried. So they were crying, show us the Father because we want to carry the Father ourselves to a a fatherless generation. And this, this, this should be the cry of our hearts. Like, I I want this, what I'm talking to you about tonight, I want this more than anything else in my entire life. I want to have that same kind of grace over me that wherever I go, whatever space I step into, whatever environment I find myself in, whatever nation, whatever city, whatever realm of brokenness, in the presence of whatever person, very rich, very famous, very poor, unknown, it doesn't matter. I want to carry that realm of heaven on the inside of me. I'm not looking for it to come from anybody else. We've got to own this for ourselves. We've got to own this kind of hunger. We've got to own this kind of passion to say, God, I want to know you in this kind of a way. I want to know you to the same degree that Jesus knew you in the earth. Well, Darren, that was the Son of God. Yes, it was. Yes, he was. But did you know that he gave up all of his divine privileges? Read the Bible. Get into the Bible. Find out what happened when he was on the earth. He was in the perfect likeness and image of the Father, yet he gave up all of his divine privileges that he could have came to the earth with. And he clothed himself in humility and meekness. And power was perfected in that place. And his... His whole mode of operation was watching, listening. As he watched, he would do. As he heard, he would speak. My God, what would that be like? If we were so attuned to this one called Father, that we could see him. What do you mean, Darren? See him. He's invisible to us right now. Yes and no. Because you can see him in all kinds of different ways. You can see him through the actions of a child. You can see him in movies. You can see him in your spouse. You can see him all over the place if you would just open up your eyes to see him. And he's always speaking. Always speaking. A lot of times we are unable to hear it because our hearts are closed off. We become cynical. We become bitter. Offense has taken its place. We were just kind of going through the motions. Come on, you remember that, that time when you, when you first gave your life to the Lord? If you know the Lord here tonight, if you don't, we'd love to introduce him to you. But when you came into that fresh relation, it was like, man, there was such, such an ease to hear God. It's like everything was the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, and maybe too much the Lord. Come on. 
So these guys said, Jesus, show us the Father. And he was able to say, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, was he saying he was the Father? No, he was the Son. But he was saying, I've come into such acquaintance with him. Such understanding of who he is. Out of relationship. Out of a gift of an invitation. That I can say that to you. Show us the Father is what the world is crying out for. I believe the single cry of this generation right now, whether we're hearing it in these words or not, this is the cry. Would somebody please stand up and represent the Father? And this is no, not gender specific. I'm talking fathers and mothers that represent God. Would someone stand up and be real and be authentic in this space? Because this is what we need to save us. And I need, I need to say this right here. It's, it's not to come under, you know, some, some, some weird deal where... We're more crippled out of this relationship. Ultimately, it's where you're empowered to be who you truly were always intended to be. There's a huge difference. The first one is codependent. Co- codependent. It's, it's dysfunctional. Like, I need you all the time because I don't really want to ever change. I don't even know how to change. So I just need to be around you and then whatever you have will somehow magically rub off on me. The Lord's like, no, 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 I'm going to be around you because you're going to become just like me because I've created you in my image. That's my original intent that I have for your life. I'm going to bring you back to that place. I love this verse in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. I can tell I'm not even going to get into my message tonight. Praise the Lord. But I love what he says because he, he was a Jew, right? And, and, and this, is, this is Bible. There was, there was a people that were chosen by God to be a light to the nations. They were called to represent him. They were called to represent him to the world. Right? And Paul was one of those guys. He was a religious Jew. And, and he has this encounter with God. And he starts to follow him. And he's like, man, the covenant that you've made with me is coming into full fruition. It's why he had such a longing to, to see his people come to know Jesus, right? But he says this to these Gentile guys. Now all of us can come to the Father. Here's a perfect view of the Trinity right here in the Bible. Through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. There it is. The ultimate aim of what Christ came to do was to lead us to the Father. Holy Spirit, His purpose was to make a highway, a paved path of ease. No trees or shrubbery that we have to hack through. You know, no big boulders in the way. No major obstructions. Not tons of distance. Like just walk right on up. I have a question. 
what would it look like if the church had a relationship with the Father? Oh, my God. To be acquainted with his divine nature. I mean, heaven may not be that far away. It just might be this other dimension. But let me tell you something. We need to know what's going on in that dimension. We need to know what that dimension's all about. We need to know the, 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 the nature of the Father. We need to know what he's, what he's like. We need to know his character. Oh, man. When I was studying, when I was looking at this, I was like, like I was like kind of this in, in, as in, the Lord was seeing the innocence of my heart. I was like, I want to defend you as a son, Father. He was like, oh, Darren, I don't need to be defended. But I wanted to because I'm like, your name, your character is constantly being slandered and questioned by the complexities of this life. Sitting with a guy the other day, told me, I'm done with God. Basically, he was saying, I'm done with the Father. I was like, huh, why? Well, you know, this, that, these things are happening in my life. I'm going through a really hard time right now. And if God was so powerful, he'd be able to stop all of this stuff. Amazingly enough, that empathetic side of the Father came on my heart. I was like, man, I get it. I've been there. I've walked in the darkness. I've wondered where God was at times in my life. And then something shifted after I gave that compassion. I said, but I'm sitting over here, and I'm not here to debate you, but I'm here to say with all boldness that, man, I love the Father, and I've come to know him as a good daddy on the backside of hell. Because I've become acquainted with his nature and his character. He's not a bad father. He's not an evil dad. He's not bringing these things upon us. Well, Darren, isn't he all powerful? I wanted to say, can God make a rock so big that even he can't pick it up? There's this thing called love that he won't budge on. Love plays out in the earth. Innocent people are affected by bad decisions. But that doesn't stop love from flowing in the world. I've come to know this love. This is the acquaintance that God wants us to come into. His the love of the Father. I love what the Passion Translation says of, of Ephesians 2.13, I'm not going to put this up there, but it, it says, because we have been united with Christ. What? Because we've been brought into union with him. Perfect union. No separation at all. Because we have been united with Jesus. We have equal and direct access 
in the realm of the of the Holy Spirit to come to the Father. God, do you understand the implications of this? Back in the day when there was that fixed place of the Father's dwelling, man, you had to go through all this ritual, and if you messed up on one thing, they tied a bell to your ankle, and you were because you were going to be a dead man, and you were going to be drugged out of that place. Six feet under, pushing up daisies in just a few minutes from then. Now, can you imagine? We can come before a holy father. Hold it, wait a minute. What does that mean? Separated. Remember? He's, there's no brokenness in him. There's no guile in him. There's no deceit in him. There's no sin, sin in him at all. He couldn't even approach broken humanity before Jesus. The only way to get access to us was to send the Son. In human flesh. Clothed in broken flesh to live a perfect life to bring redemption to the earth through that perfection. Oh my God. And now he's like, Holy Spirit's in you. Be perfect as I am perfect. That's possible? The message says Jesus treated us as equals and so made us equals. Don't hear that in the wrong way. We are not God and we are not Jesus, but it's crazy. He was the firstborn of many brethren. The way that he went is the way that we're called to go. Come on, are you hungry? To have a reflection of the life of Christ in your life? Or do you just want to live kind of settled? Maybe I'll just do the religious church thing and then call it a day. Oh, no way. Not for me. Can't do it. This is where he's bringing us. The word in in these verses, I looked it up, it's the word patrimony. It's where we get the English word birthright. If you knew, and I knew, that we really had a birthright in the Father, through the Holy Spirit, because of what Jesus had done, man, we'd be claiming, come on, you see when, when, when people in the natural die and there's like an inheritance and there's fighting, there's crazy stuff that goes on, people lose their minds for a few dollars. And we have a whole inheritance from the Father through the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done. He's opened up an entire realm of possibility to us. And we're sitting here asleep with a poverty mentality, not even knowing what awaits us just the other side of that veil. That's accessible now, just a move and a step into it. Wow. 
patrimony, an inheritance from one's father. Anything derived from one's father. Legacy. Daddy, somehow let us see. Somehow let us know. But you see, it's hard for us because we've never been told these things. We never even knew our own value. And I, and I trust that in this room, systematically, the enemy from the time you were born tried to like work these things into your life through a variance of circumstances to build up a belief system in your mind completely opposite of everything the Father has to say about you my God this is the revolution this is the reformation this is what revival will look like sons and daughters coming into full inheritance Creation itself is crying out for this. The rocks want to worship. They want to be brought back into their original reality where they were no longer under some shadow and blood that's been spilled on the earth through the brokenness of men but rather under the blood of Jesus, which brings perfect redemption to even the soil of nations. Listen, let me let you in on something. God never started revivals, moves of God, the veil being crossed over into through mass numbers of people. He always begins with the few, always. And he starts something like this, Gideon. You're a mighty man of valor. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Can you hear his voice tonight? Can you see his action of movement towards you. What if there were things that we haven't obtained yet because we couldn't understand the, the nature of who he is and understand his, his, his character and his essence, but he would make it all up to us if we could just have our eyes opened. Could you dream with me tonight? It's like, you know, we think that God is like this God of suddenlies, and He is, but there's been process where we were journeying for so long and we couldn't even see. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, whoosh! It was never a suddenly. It was the story of your life, but there was a moment where you're like, God, I know there's something more than what I've had up to this point. Listen, it's His gift to us that gives us that hunger. But when he extends the offer, oh, which I think he's doing right now, 
in the economy of the world. I really do. I'm going all in. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this is it for me right now. Because I feel like there's invitations, and I'm like, I'm not just gonna brush that off as happenstance. I'm not just gonna think, well, oh, that could have happened to anybody. No, I'm starting to see that Jesus is actually speaking. I'm starting to watch the Father move, and where he moves, I want to move. Because this is what it means to be acquainted with him. I'll end with this. This was actually not even the introduction of what I was going to say tonight, but we'll get to what I was going to get to another time. But I love what Jesus says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 26 to 28. He, he basically says this. He says, we will have the same authority as he does and will one day rule over nations because it's our inheritance, not because we're power hungry. And ruling over nations will be serving nations, ultimately. We're not lording over people. We're coming and we're washing their feet. We're taking all the dirt, putting salve in all of the, the cuts, massaging the, the weariness of the journey that people have walked without God this guy I was talking to he's like man I just want to be like my neighbor down the road who has a business and he has, doesn't have any problems I said dude what world are you living in right now la la land he may put on a good face and act like he has everything together but trust me when him and his wife close those doors of their home at night they're dealing with all kinds of problems and they have no hope you know what I said to him? I said, okay, just for the sake of the argument, let's say that, man, they have the perfect life. The perfect Instagram life. I said, for what? To live an abbreviated time in the here and now and then die? and go into what? Nothingness? And I reminded him. I said, we're eternal sons and daughters. We're living for the long haul here. We're giving it all we have on this side, but we're carrying all of that into the next realm because we're going to rule and reign with him for eternity. Oh, you need to search that out and say, man, what is, God, what is that going to look like? There's going to be some crazy people leading in that realm that no one knew on this side of heaven. They weren't famous preachers or people that, you know, everybody wanted to be around necessarily. Man, there's hidden ones all over the world that are hungry. Hungry to know the Father. Hungry to be acquainted because there's a hunger being given to them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Come on, could we just go there for just a minute? Yes, Daddy. 
Wow, we were created in your image, your very likeness. You said to the Son and to the Holy Spirit at the day that what was in your mind and what was in your heart actually brought us into fruition, this great mystery. You said, let us make man and woman in our likeness. And let's give them dominion over the earth and over the fish and over the sea and over the fowl of the earth. The animals that walk on the soil of nations. Let's let them eat of us. Let's let them eat of our essence, of our nature, of our likeness, of our character. Question, with your eyes closed, have you been eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, trying to figure all this stuff out, but not having any acquaintance with daddy? Lord, help us to come like little children to sit at your feet again and learn of you just as the apostles did of Jesus. Let us learn of your ways. Let us be able to see the dichotomy of how you function and how we've been taught to function in the world. Empower us to change the world. Empower us to love people like you loved us. Bring an awakening, God. Bring a tsunami awakening to South Florida. We ask you tonight. We ask you to come and begin to touch down in the hearts of sons and daughters and begin to give us a hunger that's insatiable. One that no amount of food from your word would fully satisfy that God would keep us going deeper and deeper into the simple, beautiful knowledge of who you are. Come and have your way. And have your way. I'm going to have the the team just sing out here in just a minute. I know if you have kids in the back, you can go get them, relieve those beautiful workers, give them a huge hug. But would you just stand with me for just a minute? And I'm not going to have an official dismissal. I'm just going to say you're free to go whenever. But I feel like there's some, some time and some space that would be good for us just to ponder what's been said tonight and let that smoldering flack that's on the inside of us begin to burn a little brighter than it did when we walked in the room could you do that? it's super sincere it's super honest it's just God I need you more I need you to come Could you ask him that? Could you pray a dangerous prayer? God, I need you. God, I need you in my life. God, I need you in my business. God, I need you in my relationships. God, I need you in my family. God, I need you. Come on. Could you pray and say, God, I need something to catch a flame on the inside that's not just going to be continually elevated by a bunch of hype but by something that's eternal.
that just continues to grow, continues to expand, continues to build line upon line, precept upon precept. Capacity begins to go from one level to the next as you're, as you're stewarding what God has given you. Could you ask Him for that? Could you dare to say, Father, come and reveal yourself to me. Let me see you. Let me hear you like never before. As they sing, let's just take a minute before the Lord. And you're dismissed to go whenever. God bless you guys. Have an amazing night. But let's just say, Father, come. Show us. Show us Jesus. Show us what Jesus did because he reflected you perfectly. We can relate to that. Come, Lord. Come from the inside out tonight. Yeah, come on. Justin, I want you to sing So Will I just a few times. Come on, let's agree with that. So will we, Lord. So will I. Sing it again. Sing it again. So will I. So will I. So So will I. I. We're not going to be bystanders anymore. Come on. So will I.
said that's okay it's just a rest stop along the way giving you a few winks of sleep to reawaken you again for new and greater things this is my portion for you come on grab a hold of that Lord bring this not only to those in this room but to all the wayward sons and daughters in our region we're crying out tonight for an awakening of the prodigals 
who have been so bored with church, who have been so disillusioned with religion. God, would you come and reawaken prodigals tonight. God, all over this city on Friday nights that are drowning their sorrows in the nightclubs and in the the drug dance. God, would you come and touch them even now, we pray. God, we know that you hear us. We agree with your will. Come and bring an awakening. In the name of Jesus, come. Come. Come and have your way. Listen, God bless you guys. We're going to let the band flow. We have some of our ministry teams. They're going to be here at the front. If you need someone to talk to, just get a little prayer. Feel free before you go. We love you guys. We'll see you. Hey, Sunday, invite everybody you know. Cheon is going to be here from... H Rock Church in Pasadena. This is a father in the faith that's been around for many, many years. You don't want to miss it. Come early. It's going to be powerful. Invite someone. We'll see you Sunday. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.